That's the sound of a new episode of Gamers Cafe. That's right, guys. I am open for business. We're going to talk about a bunch of different things in gaming. Uh, first of all, we're just going to go through some of the gaming news, and then I'm going to give you kind of my short list for the gear and the games you should get for Christmas or should be on your Christmas list. I'm your host, Brett Deister, so let's get on with it. All right. So, you know, a little while ago, there was this uh, plucky, spunky developer called Frontwire that was going to make the Battlefront 3 that we should have gotten, but we never got because EA decided to do Battlefront, which what we have, and no one really liked it that much, including yours truly. I thought it was okay. Well, they have decided to go along with it and actually make it, but there also is a little interesting thing along the way. So they're going to do a demo in 2017 you know it's or actually I should say third quarter of 2017 so everybody's not all excited to be like oh it's it's coming up it's coming up no no third quarter of 2017 so it's gonna be a little while off uh the reason is because they said hey look we want to make sure this game is fully tested and has little to no bugs now they said no bugs but i'm gonna rephrase that saying little to no bugs because to be honest with you i've never seen a game that didn't have a little bug here or there, but that's beside the point. So they're going to do that. They're also going to go through the crowd funding or crowdsourcing route, but they're going to have a finished game and then try to get it through there, get money through there. They also can actually bring out the demo on uh, Xbox and PS4 because of the cease and desist order that EA uh, slapped on them for Star Wars. So they said, hey, look, now that we have our own IP, we can actually do that. There's going to be single player, there's going to be some spiritual successors from the Battlefront 3 game in it as well, so it looks like all around it's going to be a really good thing, I think. I'm excited for this, I'm excited to actually play the demo and seeing if it's actually going to be any good. If it's not, well, I, didn't, I, I got a demo. I mean, what can you lose unless you have to pay for the demo, and then you might actually be a little upset. But yeah. That's the state of it is right now. I'm interested to see what's actually going to come about this and if it's actually going to be any good because, well, to be honest with you, first-person shooter games have kind of, for me, in my opinion, have been kind of lax and kind of, meh, the same all the time, it seems like. I could be a little bit more jaded because I've been playing first-person shooters since Wolfenstein 3D, but yeah, I... I... Eh, eh, eh. That's all I gotta say about that. Alright, moving on to Mass Effect Andromeda. Bioware has said that species uh, from the previous games can all show up in future games. So they're saying that not all of them are gonna be there in the first one, but you could see the Elcor, the Geth, uh, more, probably more Krogan, uh, more Asari, all those other core worlds or core game, or from the core games uh, species. So they're not all going to be in there, but you could all see them eventually, which would be an interesting way of how they're going to place them in there, or the Hanar as well, or the Rachni, which would actually be, be interesting if we actually see what actually happened with them further down uh, from the trilogy. But yeah, they're not all of them are going to be in there in the beginning or in this game, but they are going to be in there eventually. Uh, now... Can you play a Hanar for the main character? No, unfortunately not. You cannot play the Squiddy people. Um, but like I said, this is great. I like that they are thinking about still 
making this a very big world, but also bringing out new ones. Because, you know, to be honest with you, it's nice to see new and different creative things that they're doing. So I would like to see both, kind of a middle, but I'm always in the middle, to be honest with you. So I'm still excited to see what Mass Effect is going to be, especially in drama, especially with the Frostbite engine and what they've actually learned from Dragon Age Inquisition all the way to now. But yes, there's go there's going to be a species that we know and love eventually in other... Uh, games, which is always a good thing to hear. They haven't just been like, nope, start over, new one, no more of this. But moving on to another interesting tidbit from Mass Effect and Drama, the Tempest, yes, the ship will have no loading screens. Now, previous Bioware, especially Mass Effect games, have had, well, quite a bit of loading screens. You go from, like, the bridge to your uh, crew quarters, and there's a loading screen. You go f to like more the middle of the ship, there's a loading screen. You go to the hangar, there's a loading screen. Now it's supposedly supposed to be all seamless, plus it's a new ship. It'll have probably some um, influences from uh, the previous ships, but it won't be the Normandy. It won't be Normandy version three. It'll be a different ship altogether, more exploration type of ship than military focus type ship so it should be interesting to see what that's going to be about but I'm glad they've finally figured out the seamlessness of it and so it's not going to be all this uh, hey look I have 80 million loading screens to go through yay 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 it does and I agree with them it does break immersion and it just kind of just it just doesn't seem right it doesn't seem right at all all right, now, are you looking for, you know, your next fix on Duke Nukem, for example? Well, that could be announced on December 1st. Now, Gearbox boss Randy Pitchford had, didn't say anything was going to actually be announced, but he said that there's going to be a big announcement uh, coming December 1st. They'll be announcing something. They didn't really say what they're announcing, but everybody's figuring it's probably going to be... Uh, it's probably going to be a next Duke Nukem game. Now, jokingly, someone asked for a Duke Nukem Gears of War crossover. I don't think it's going to happen because they're very different worlds. Duke Nukem's a little weirder than Gears of War. And Gears of War is a little bit more um, serious. And Duke Nukem is not supposed to be serious at all. But yeah, so there's some type of announcement coming. Ooh, what could it be? Could it be another terrible Aliens game? Hopefully not. Please no. Gearbox, never do an alien game ever again. Maybe it could be Battleborn 2. I don't think it I don't think it might eh, I don't think it's actually gonna be because I've had problems with it actually having a player base. Could it be a new Duke Newton game? It could be. Could it be a new uh, Borderlands game? It could be as well. We don't know until December 1st, and I will be waiting to see what that's gonna be all about. Alright, now if you guys don't know, Homefront of the Revolution was uh, released in May, and it really wasn't the most uh, best-reviewed game out there. There was a myriad of problems, and it just it, it just didn't do well. So uh, I played it when it was a free weekend on Steam. I didn't really enjoy it that much. I thought it was kind of boring. Uh, but Deep Silver has said, you know what, Battle Homefront was less of a success because, well, there's a different, there's a myriad of d different things. One was because the quality wasn't there, which is obvious. If the quality's not there, 
No one wants to buy your game. Everybody's going to be like, this is a terrible game. Never get it. I don't know why I got it. Ah, raging. And then get refunds on Steam if they can. Uh, and uh, the game, it was interesting. It was an interesting world. It was an interesting take on North Korea, even though improbable, about North Korea taking over the United States. And uh, it, the reputation of all the other systems that were in it were interesting, but just wasn't that great. I liked the on-the-fly changing the weapons. I thought that was really cool. But beyond that, I thought the story was just meh. Uh, I thought I didn't really care about the characters. Again, with the characters. I never cared about the characters. The characters are the biggest thing if you're going to do a single-player game. You have to make sure that you have great characters. You have to make sure that the player is going to care about them. Because if they don't care about them... It's not going to be very good. It's, it's really not. It's going to be terrible, awful, no good, very bad day. That's what it's going to be. But they did say that they learned some things and that um, Dan Buster did a fantastic job. It's just that, um, well, consumers weren't really happy about it. And they did a fantastic job with the turnaround of a bunch of patches and uh, storyline DLC, which is great. But you, it was already a little, a little too late for that. It was already that people were already not wanting to play this game anymore. They already hemorrhaged their player base, and once that happens, it's really hard to get people back, regardless of how great that you've made it. Now, the damage is already done, and I will be talking about that a little bit more in one of the newer news out there. All right, my Rocket Leaguers. Yes, starting next month. It will be it'll be part of Steam Workshop support. That's right. You can now, or you will soon be able to, well, have uh, mods on your Rocket League. So you can have different, maybe different car mods, maybe some, uh, you know, different types of maps, uh, maybe uh, maybe different hats or decals for your car. Anything. Sky's the limit in ways you can do it on Steam Workshops, but it's great to see because Rocket League is a great game. It's a fun game. Uh, the, it's easy to pick up, but it's very hard to master type of a game, which is always a good game that you want to have or want to make because that is easy to pick up, but hard to master means that you can figure everything out, but there's a lot, there's, there's still a lot more that you could learn from it as well. But I'm glad that there's going to be uh, more uh, user-made challenges and courses, that's always a good thing. I'm having better, or user-made maps that the developer would be like, hey, yes, this is, we we like this. This is our favorite type of thing. It's a great way of getting better interaction. But yeah, woo, woo. All right, my StarCraft two people, strategy people. Uh, Nova Covert Ops mission pack is out. The final one is out. That means you can finally figure it out what's going on with all this madness that's going with the final and, you know, save the day with Nova because she is a... She's she's, pre she's pretty awesome. Not gonna lie. Uh, but yeah, you can finally be able to play that. Now it's gonna run you if you haven't bought the pack, which the pack is $15, it's gonna run you about $8 or $7.50, I should say, for it. So if you are itching to, you know, play some more single-player uh, Starcraft 2, this is the best way of doing it, or you can just go back to the old campaigns and do it as well. It's up to you, but yeah, it's $750 just for Map Pack 3, and it's $15 for the whole bundle. Which, if it's $750 for all three of them, I would just buy the bundle. 
because it's cheaper that way. Because two of them were running about that price anyways. Moving on to Titanfall 2. That's right, the first DLC expansion arrives next week, and you get a whole bunch of maps. And it's free, by the way. Did I mention it's free? Because it's free. So uh, the developer Respawn decided that uh, Titanfall had like paid DLC packs or expansion packs, and it really split up their player base, so they decided not to do that this time around. So all these are going to be free um, forever, going going on forward, so you're not going to have to deal with that. So what you get with this is uh, Angel City Map, which is a uh, Titanfall 1, uh, reborn in Titanfall 2. Uh, so you get that as well. Uh, there's also going to be Wingman... There's going to be Wingman Pistol. There's going to be an uh, Ion Titan Reflection Lens. Sniper uh, Rifle Split Five Ways. Uh, Scorched Titan Kick. Scorched Earth. Uh, flame Core Ignites the Ground, leaving Thermite in its wake. Uh, North Star Titan Kit. Uh, threat Optics. Enemies are highlighted while zooming in. Uh, and a few other things as well. Um, but yeah, the pack does come for free uh, and it's going to be in-store games as well it means you, you get to purchase skins, camos, and prime titan for a moderate a modest price or moderate price. But yes the first DLC pack is finally coming out and Angel City Map is the first one uh, going to be there. Now if you pre-order Titanfall 2 you get it uh, in five days. Uh, so you get November 30th, and all other players, including myself, get it December 3rd. So the ones that didn't pre-order are going to have to wait a little while if you're still playing it. But if the but it's a good game. I had had not really many problems with it. I thought it was a little step back from the original, but I didn't think it was a terrible game. And a lot of reviewers are saying this is one of the best games for some odd reason. I don't think it's up there, I think Battlefield 1's a little bit better, but that's my opinion about that. But beyond that, I think it's a really great game. I think it's a solid offering from Respawn. It's a good, uh, it's a good solid first-person shooter with interesting multiplayer. I would like a little bit more customization for Titans. Uh, I thought that they did a lot better job of the first one, but that's, that's me. But this is the part where I like, where it's basically all this stuff, uh, is included and Angel City is included, which is a free map. And I'd like the free map uh, deal or the DLCs or the maps, maybe even the weapons too, come for free. But in store, like uh, battle packs or whatever else, you have to pay for. I don't mind that. I think it's a good idea. Not everybody, not every developer or publisher agrees with me, but you know, that does happen. All right, so No Man's Sky developer Hello Games finally breaks its actual silence. Not the whole we got hacked breaking silence, but actually breaks their silence. It's weird, but there is a, a foundation update which will allow you to have different features in it, and they also addressed lack of communication, saying, our bad, sorry, we'll do better, we're listening to you. Basically the whole marketing PR speak of, we're listening to you, we hear you, blah, 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 we Hopefully won't do it again, but we could. Uh, so there is that as well. The other thing is, is that they did say that they spent five years in development and they 
they did some updating about seven patches to make sure that the game actually works well, and now it does. So now they're on the foundation update, which allows for uh, base building. So eventually you're going to be able to build your own bases on planets. So there actually will be things to actually do on the planets. Because I remember just going around a couple planets and I'm like, okay, all right, well, I'm kind of bored. I'm going to go to another one. And that's kind of how it was. It's like great big planets with very few things to actually do. And that was a major just, eh, wish there was more things to do, which was their... Since apparently there's an actual war going on, it would be nice to see more of a war with ground combat and other thing else that was that was hap that would, would be happening if there was an actual war. Because it seems like there was an actual war, but it never really transpired, and uh, it became kind of a boring game. But it, I still think it's a good game if you just kind of want to just you know have an enjoyable experience without very much combat or any life beyond that to do. Uh, but yeah, they've basically said the update's coming soon and you, you should be on the lookout if you're really looking forward to getting back into the game. Now if you've done with the game, which I don't blame you for actually being done with it, uh, don't worry about it because you, you don't have to. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Alright, so this week uh, Blizzard also came out with uh, details on the uh, uh, Sumatra uh, abilities. So they're basically going to be, they, in some ways, redesigned her. So uh, here's a few updates. One, this is the first character with two ultimates. Two. Number two, uh, they redid the, the passive shield where you just give shields to all of the people. is gone. The, the, the ability is gone. It's been changed. And the turrets has been changed. The primary weapon is a little bit longer as well. So let's get on with the primary weapon. It's uh, from... It, it was about five meters. It's been buffed to seven meters instead, uh, which is gives you a little bit longer of a reach, which I don't mind because, I mean, it, it is kind of a... She's a risky character when you're doing that type of thing as well. Now, for the Turrence, which is the shift, uh, which is one of the abilities, Turrence, you'll be able to place all six Turrence at one time. Now, you want to do three at a time, which they said in the update that it's, it was kind of hectic and you it was a lot more stress than it needed to be to actually get that all set up. The second thing is, is that the passive just giving shields to everybody was kind of a nuisance, and it was, because I would forget in the heat of battle, or I would forget who I did or who I didn't too, or once you died, I had to redo it again. And it was kind of just like a really bad micromanaging type of a thing. That's gone with more of a uh, photon barrier, which basically what it is is that you throw it down and it just moves forward with you. Uh, so it is one of those barriers instead. Now the biggest change is that they're doing two ultimates. So you still have the teleporter, but you also have the shield generator. Now the teleporter is going to have actual shields. It's going to be a little bit harder to actually destroy. The teleporter is going to have more shields than health. It's going to have 350 shields and to a total of 400. So you're going to have about 50 health as well. So there's going to be a lot harder to do. Now the shield generator has a uh, range, has a bigger range, and it goes through walls and barriers, so your whole team can be uh, shielded. And so uh, that's another great thing. So the problem is with uh, Sumatra was that once you were done with like the first point, you usually just changed her because she really wasn't that great of a character anymore because you didn't really need her teleporter, and most of the maps didn't. It really wasn't the best to have her 
on the maps because she just wasn't that great of a versatile character. And there was a lot of problems with her when people would be like, really, you're going to pick her on offense? She's not an offensive character whatsoever. I don't know why you're picking her. This, what this does is it actually makes her a little bit more viable. Now, it does kind of neuter Reinhardt a little bit more because of the shields, but I don't think it neuters her, at, or him, I should say, him as much as what people are saying. Now, Reinhardt is still way more viable because of the shield and other things that he does offer. Um, now, her abilities are still very, well, not as mobile, which is another thing, but it does make her a little bit more offensive in a way, which is another great thing because she, like I said, she really wasn't that great of an offensive character. And if people played her, a lot of players were upset and be like, please change to something else. Change to something that will actually help us. So I like these updates. I think these updates are going to be great. Um, I'm going to try my best to play. I try to play this week and I just can never play Symmetra or Sumatra. Uh, because everybody wanted to play her, which is completely fine, but I will try my best to play her and see how well she um, she fares. And I do like the the dual uh, ultimate, especially for her giving her different options, because um, Shield Generator will help immensely. Uh, but yeah, that, that's the new updates for her, and it should be interesting to see what happens if all this goes live, because it's on the PTR right now, uh, Public Test Realm or server. Uh, so... We'll see. We'll see what happens. Now, moving on to gear and games that you should have on your Christmas list. Now, let's go on the games first. Uh, there's a lot of great games that came out in 2016 that, if you don't have these yet, they should probably be on your Christmas list. Now, number one should be Overwatch. I know I just talked about it, but Overwatch, if you love first-person shooter and multiplayer game, this is the game to get. There's a big community. It is a very well-polished game. It is the highest-rated game that I've reviewed so far, it's that good. It's super good. Um, but yeah, it's it's a great game. They're always updating it. There is no paid DLCs whatsoever, so it's another uh, great thing about that. And it's Blizzard. They know how to make really great games. Number two should be Doom, uh, the the newest one, Doom 2016. Now this game, the the multiplayer eh, is okay. It's not it's not great. It's not bad. The single player is where it's at. Also, the snap maps where you can build your own. They're always updating it, and they're always bringing out new things. Plus, with the new arcade mode. Plus, with the sound and just how the the single player was laid out, where it allowed you to, you know, move fast. Be like those Twitch-based shooters, move fast and uh, move around quite a bit. It's a fun, fast, furious, bloody game. And something that you guys should definitely look into. It is super, super fun game. I love this game to death it's just one of those really great games number three is going to be the witcher 3 uh game of the year edition now it came and also came out in 2015 but it's one of the best rpg games that i've played ever uh to be honest with you the story is great the combat eh, it's it's not bad it's it's passable but the story the quests the side quests even are really good Plus, with uh, the DLCs that they came out with, which was two, one was 10 hours, one was 20 hours, additional 30 hours with that, with already over 100 hours uh, from the base game, is good. The Blood and Wine is a really good game. It's a completely different area, and it's just as big as Velen. Uh, and then you also have, um, I can't 
can't remember the other one, the other, the other one's name, but the other one as well, which is an interesting one, uh, it's just the man of glass. He's such an interesting character in itself, and I just love the mythology from kind of more of the Northern European mythology, and just everything from tensions between the elves, the dwarves, and the humans, uh, political tension, religious tension, war brewing, war, then how war affects everybody, just, and just love loss. It, it just came, ar came around really well. And I love how they treat decisions um, that even if you make the quote-unquote right decision, it may not, you know, be in everybody's benefit. It just, it was just a really good game. Graphics are great. I recommend it on PC because of the, the mods and what you can do with it. It was just an all-around game. I, I plunged like 300 hours in this thing, so I really like this game quite a bit. It's, it's really good. I would also put on here, because I'm trying to do my best to make sure that I'm giving you, you know, kind of the most robust ones. Uh, Dishonored 2 would be another one that's a really good one on the list as well. Even though with some of the problems that it had with performance, I never really ran into it, but I thought it was a really good story in general. I thought it held up quite well. Um, I like the differences between both um, protagonists' powers and the ability, if you want to, to kill everybody or not kill everybody. And, basically more of a deus ex type of format for it so i recommend this one because it's just as good of a game super good i would also do tyrant which is from obsidian which is kind of an isometric rpg game it's it's a pretty good story it holds up pretty well um i, I didn't really like the ending too much because it kind of didn't end it kind of was like a cliffhanger end so and i'm not going to give away anything about it so Beyond that, I was like, eh, I really don't like it that much. That's the one you should get. Also, the new Civilization, or any Civilization, to be honest with you. Civilization VI is probably one of the best ones out there. It's a really good game. If you love turn-based strategy game, it's one to actually get. I also put on XCOM 2, which is basically made by the same developer, because it's also a really good game. Now, they do have mod support as well, and you can also turn off. There is... Um, Kind of concealment mode where you got a certain amount of turns and then you wouldn't get concealment anymore but uh the the way of like kind of being a guerrilla warfare style and how the aliens won the war type of thing was just very interesting really good game love it love it if you love turn-based strategies with a small five six seven man team this is the one for you to get also with the strategy, Homeworld, Desert of Karat, even though it's a little bit older, is a really good game to get. If you love Homeworld, if you love strategy, and real-time strategy, I should say, this is, a, this is another great one to get. I love real-time strategy, and this is just uh, one of my top for that, especially the newer ones. I love Old Command Conquer, I love all those, but that's one of them. Now, Battlefield 1 is on there as well, because Battlefield 1 is one of the best Battlefield games I've played. Now... It's kind of like around 1, 2, and 3, I kind of always go with my different decisions. Because the top three would be Battlefield 1, Battlefield 2, and Battlefield Bad Company 2. Those are my top three. Um, and Battlefield 1 kind of just brings back uh, what made Battlefield so great, to be honest with you. Uh, I love just that they went to World War 1. I. I thought that was a really good choice, especially since we've had so many, and so many like, future... Uh, shooters, this kind of brought it back to more of, you know, the Great War. And so that's one that 
you should really get. I'm gonna put Rainbow Six Siege on there as well because Rainbow Six Siege was a surprise hit for quite a while. Uh, it basically did away with regenerating health. Uh, you will get killed in about two hits. And it's more of about preparation uh, or about finding the bomb or the hostage on the attackers and defenders, um, putting up barricades, putting up different types of traps to make sure that you win as well. It's a very, uh, there's tension in the game uh, and it kind of it kind of works well. Plus with communication, it works even better if everybody's communicating. That's always a great thing, but I think it's one of the games that you should have on your list as well. There's been deals on that too, so there's no reason why you shouldn't, you know, actually get it. You know, it's 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 a really good game. It's a really good game. I wish I played it more, but uh, you know, reviewing other games it kind of stopped. It's kind of hard to play for fun every once in a while. I'm also gonna put on Fallout 4 because it is a really good game. It's great just to run around and like do your own things. Plus, with the mod support, you can't go wrong. Grand Theft Auto 5 as well really great game to get um so you have your options there and that's kind of like my roundabout list of um games you should actually get because those are actually pretty good now the gear you should get um my top is i have an aoc monitor with uh it's the g uh, 2460p uh it's a really great monitor i love it love it so much um it has uh, the G-Sync, so if you don't have free, if you don't have it, then you might not want to get it. You might want to get the FreeSync version of it. But if you do have an NVIDIA card, it's another great one. Um, it has a couple USB ports, so you can power things through the monitor as well. Um, it is adjustable. It is great. There's di different types of uh, options for the monitor as well. It is a really great monitor for what you can get, and I highly recommend that one. For mouses, I pick the Logitech Pro Gaming mouse. It's one of the newer ones. It's it's not as expensive as other mouses, uh, or mice mouses, mice. Uh, but it's a really good, it's a really great uh, mouse for the price. It's about seventy dollars, sixty seven dollars for it, and you get uh, about twelve thousand DPI or dots uh, dots per inch. So it's really fast. It's easily changeable. Um, it also has colors as well, so you will change the color if you want to. Um, I think my games actually improved with this mouse just because it's super lightweight, super easy to use, just bare bones what you need from a mouse, not like 50,000 different buttons like some of them try to do. Just a great one. There also is a Corsair one as well that I would recommend. It's a little bit cheaper. It's about 40 bucks for it, so I recommend that one as well. For the keyboard side, I have a Corsair uh, Strife keyboard really great keyboard love it love it love it it has a usb port to pass through so you can actually put your mouse through that one as well it also has uh it's also colored it also has anti-ghosting so make sure that what you press is what you actually press and it knows what you pressed and i've tested it out and it does know quite well i'm like ah it also has a locking key for the windows um key as well so if you accidentally press it which i've done before you won't be like ah i just got out of my game Dang you, Windows key. Um, it's one of my top ones to get. For webcams, for streamers, I say the Logitech C920 is the best one to get. But you can also look at the C922. Heard some really great things about it. I actually haven't gotten a chance to actually get it yet. But that's that's the one that I, uh, I recommend if you want kind of the best 
for it. Now the C920 might be a little bit cheaper than the 922 because it's not it's not the newest version. Uh, so there's that as well. The 922 does have a little bit more advantages to frame rates for high definition recording as well. All right, now moving on to gaming deals for today. I mean, there's Black Friday sale going on and just a uh, big sale, autumn sale for Steam. So you got a whole bunch of games on sale. You got everything from is Rainbow Six Siege to Doom to Metal Gear, uh, Phantom Pain to Shadows of Mordor is another good one as well. You got a whole bunch of other ones. So check that out and find the best one for you. All right, we also have uh, Black Friday sale for GOG. You have Shadow Warriors 2, No Man's Sky is on sale, uh, Vampire, uh, Divinity Original Sin is on sale as well. Um, you have Day of the Tentacle, which is 10 bucks, pretty good set, pretty good. If you love those old school action adventure games, that's actually the one to get. Also, Green Minute Gaming has a big sale going on as well, Black Friday sale as well. You can get a free mystery game with every purchase, plus ten, extra 10% off every Black Friday sale game. Um, you just have to do their promo code there as well. Um, you also have XCOM 2's on sale for 52% off at $29, pretty good price. Uh, you have Mafia 3 for uh, it's about 33% off. You have Doom for 68% off, that's 19 bucks. I said this is one you should get, and yeah, and I'm definitely saying that's the one you should get. Homefront of the Revolution, if you really want to do that, it's the fire, uh, the Freedom Fighter bundle is 18 bucks, it's not bad. You're looking for an okay game. Grand Theft Auto V is a little over half off at 30 bucks. Uh, and Fallout 4 is 68% off at $19 as well, so you cannot lose all that stuff. You also have the shop for, um, Blizzard has all their different, uh, games on sale as well. Um, so check that out. The Origin Bundle is $35. Uh, Legacy of the Voyage is $20. Warcraft, World of Warcraft is $5 as well. So check it out. You got a whole bunch of sales right now, so don't miss out on that. And all right, that is the end of Gamers Cafe. Thank you for tuning in. And be sure to subscribe to Digital Coffee on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Acast, Auto Radio as well. Also be sure to follow Digital Coffee on Twitter, DigitalCO77EE. Also Periscope DigitalCO77EE. Uh, Facebook Digital Coffee Podcast, Instagram Digital Coffee Podcast, YouTube Digital Coffee Podcast, and Player.me Digital Coffee. And I'm on Twitch and YouTube Gaming as well. Um, also, be sure if you like these podcasts, please consider supporting me on Patreon and uh, Podbean. I really appreciate it as well. Also, I have a store going up and a new promo code. Yes, that's right. If you go to the Shopify at store.digitalcoffee.com, uh, I'll have a promo code for you there as well. You can get 20% off all your purchases, uh, $80 and over. Uh, so be sure to check that out as well well and join me tomorrow when i go through marketing and marketing but yes it should be interesting i got some fun things to talk about on that one all right guys have a good rest of your holiday weekend later